Yeah, at this time, I would uh, call the meeting to order since this is the first meeting, uh, regular meeting of the new year. Uh, it's incumbent upon the board to organize itself. So I will uh, entertain a motion to uh, appoint a chairman. I, I appoint uh, and nominate Mr. James as chairman. I'll second that. Uh, Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? No. Okay. Um, uh, Mr. James, I'll turn it over to you to run the meeting. All right. Uh, I think you I have to nominate, excuse me, you have to nominate a vice chairman. Correct. Yeah, you do. I'm about to do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Unless Mr. Weedman wanted to make a motion as to that, I'll make a motion as to that. I nominate Mr. LaBarbera as vice chairman of the board. Is there a second? There is a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, would you call the roll? Um, Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. Weedman? No. I, I'm just curious. There was no discussion of alternatives. Did you have an alternative preference, Mr. Weedman? Uh, no, I just cast my vote for the nominees. Very good. All right. Well, we will move on. Um, I understand uh, Mr. Kellum says an invocation for us. So if you're able to rise, I'd ask that you do that. And uh, Mr. Kellums, we'll turn the floor yes. over to you. So if you please bow your heads. Uh, this was given to us through Nativity School. A new day has dawned with this country divided. Half of your people are rejoicing while the other half are stunned and afraid, Lord. In the midst of our sense of victory, help us to remember your call to us to love one another as you love us. In the midst of our sense of defeat, help us to remember that you still reign. You alone are worshiped. You alone are God. Father, help us to put aside our own feelings in service of others, our families, friends, and neighbors. Father, help us remember your high calling to us to be agents of forgiveness and reconciliation, love and peace, healing and hope in a world made dark by fear and hatred and brokenness. Father, help us to rebuild this nation by seeking out your image in the face of others, finding the best in us to serve those who are the least, the lost and the lonely. Father, help us to remember the words of your servant, John, who reminded us that perfect love casts out fear. Help us perfect our love, Lord. We are your people. You know us by many names. You are our God. We know you by many names. May we find strength in our diversity and seek the courage to live what is written on every piece of currency in this nation. In God we trust. For only in you can we live in safety. Only in you will we find justice. And only in you will we know the peace that passes all human understanding. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Kellams. I'd ask you to remain standing if anyone's able, everyone's able to uh, do the pledge to the flag, please. I, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, America, America and to the Republic, Republic for which it stands, one nation, one nation under, under God, God, indivisible, with liberty and justice, justice for all. All right, well, having gotten past all that initial business, I suppose we should have a roll call as to who is actually here for the meeting. Mr. Porter, would you call roll as to the attendees, please? Uh, Mr. James? Here. Mr. Barbara? Here. Mr. Weedman? 
All right, next item on the agenda is approval of electronic signatures. During this COVID-19 pandemic, the state of Ohio has authorized local government bodies to meet through remote means, which we're doing tonight through a video conference. During this time, resolutions, motions, and other formal actions of any kind approved by the Board of Trustees have the same effect as if approval had occurred during an open meeting or hearing of the public body with everyone here in person. State law also permits resolutions and other township documents to be signed with an electronic signature. Would each of you please give your consent to placing your electronic signature on any items approved in this meeting which require your signature? I consent for electronic signature. I consent. I consent. I do. Mr. LaBarber, did you? I did, yes, I consent. Okay. Next item on the agenda, we have approval of minutes from several meetings, which we'll, we'll take in order here. First of all, uh, we have the December 15th, 20 trustee meeting minutes. Is there a motion? Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? <laughs> Hearing no discussion, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll, please? Mr. Labar? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next, we have the December 17th, 2020 Records Commission meeting minutes. I, I have a question, though. Is that something the Board of Trustees should be approving, or is that something the Records Commission should approve the next time it meets? The Records Commission should approve that. All right, then we'll bypass that on the agenda and move on to the January 4th, 2021 special meeting minutes. Is there a motion as to motion the to approve? Motion to approve. I'll second it. All right. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, call the roll. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And then we have finally the January 12th, 2021 special meeting minutes. Uh, is there a motion as to that? Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll for the vote? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next, we have our fiscal officer report on the Mr. Rob Porter. Rob, what do you have for us this evening? Yes, I have receipts of uh, $5,850.62, disbursements of $57,162.99. A complete listing of all receipts and disbursements is available in the packet. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Porter, will you call the roll for the vote, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next, we have our public comments portion of the meeting, and I see at least two people here on the video call who I suspect have signed up for that. So, uh, Skylar, are you running this portion or? Uh, that That's fine, sir. Um, I am going to, I, I know at least one of our attendees is um, gonna want the, um, gonna want the timer up. So I'm putting that up now. How many people do we have signed up? Uh, we have two. Uh, we have Ms. Kathy Kugler, and we also have Mr. Jay Janis. <clears throat> All right. One second. <clears throat> All right. Um, and I will... I'll unmute uh, Ms. Kugler. 
Oh, I guess I can't do that. Rob, can you uh, can you unmute uh, Googler? Okay. Good evening. Uh, how's everybody? Uh, I just wanted to speak on the uh, opportunity uh, to develop a volunteer uh, group uh, for uh, Sycamore Township. Uh, many uh, jurisdictions near us, the city of Montgomery and other places, have groups of uh, uh, members of the community that volunteer to do many things, educational, um, participating in events, uh, thinking up things. Uh, so I just like for the trustees to consider this as a really important way that people can feel involved in Sycamore Township uh, and have a way to provide service uh, and that we can, um, you know, uh, develop something like that. Um, so I would just like to uh, put that before the trustees as an idea uh, to develop that could do a lot of good for the people who live here and, and for the township. Uh, and that's uh, what I would like to just share with you this evening. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. So next we have Mr. Janice then. Um, I he wanted a timer up, so if we can get that up for him, Mr. Miller, that'd be good. So far, can you hear me? Yes. So far, I, I do not see a timer. All right, uh, uh, Mr. Janice, unfortunately, I uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to put that up for you. Okay, may uh, I, okay. Hey, Scholar, if I may, uh, why don't you give him, uh, when you get to the 60 second mark, when he's got 60 seconds left, uh, just, just kind of butt in to mention that. Would you do that? Tell you what, <laughs> we can, well, <laughs> I'll put it up here, okay? Whenever you're ready, Jay. Thank you. Um, I don't know if everybody can see this, but this is a copy of tonight's meeting agenda. And I happen to notice recently in the last several meetings, not only the trustees, but other Sycamore Township public meetings, it fails to uh, mention the day of the week and the time the meeting starts. And even though we're in an electronically enhanced world, some of us still, um, it would, I believe it would be helpful to all to have that considered to be posted on future agendas. And I'm going to go try to go down here through some of the departments. Since we're in the new year, possibly new state laws, first is to the law director. The Sycamore Township trustees and administration buy all motor vehicles through the state bid, or can they go somewhere else and buy vehicles from um, wherever they wish? Second question is um, for the lighting districts and townships, particularly Sycamore, Sycamore Township, Ohio, can one person, one property owner declare their property to be a lighting district and in the event that surrounding properties would not be interested in that property owner be able to have at least one street light close to theirs. Next is the road department. Uh, last week when I was driving up uh, down a couple times on a uh, Kugler Mill Road, the township speed limit LED was inserted there and the lighting was not working. It looked like uh, compared when I talked before, I guess Mr. Kellums had said the components had been removed for repair. It looked like the components were, were still there, but it wasn't working at all. So maybe someone might want to look into that. Um, at the intersection of Daffodil Avenue and Tudor Avenue, the street sign there is over, has shown many years of wear. It's basically black sooted, my words, and at night it's almost impossible to read. 
I would like to know if the administration and township trustees and consider replacement of that sign since we have a new enhanced uh, Sycamore Road right down the road. If, if they would like to put up the nice big green and white new sign there, I think none of us would object to that. And um, the next would be, um, oh, and on uh, Lancaster, approximately in front of 8805, the no parking anytime sign is bent way over. I don't know if that's the weather or a car hit it, but I think that would need to be uprighted and corrected. Next is the fire department. I've re recently experienced through the Hamilton County Health Department that people that get COVID-19 tests, they're only doing one nostril or one nasal passage. So my understanding from the CDC that uh, for the COVID test, there should be always uh, both nostrils used. I'd like to know, is that a new CDC guidance or directive or is it Hamilton County directive or is that Hamilton County trying to save some money? The, um, um, I talked to the chief Penny before about this on a chain link fence behind Deer, um, Dillonville Shopping Center by Deer Park High School. Um, all the no parking anytime fire lane signs have been faded out for years. And he, he said in the past to get back. I know he's busy, but he didn't get back to me on that. And as some of you are aware, there has been some issues there with cars parking along the, the fence that impeded the, uh, that would impede the possible flow of an ambulance and fire truck getting through. So I think if the new signs are up and visible, that would be helpful. Also around Deer Park Auto Service on the north side, the same thing there. And speaking of Deer Park Auto Service, on the north side, there are four parking stalls marked and they're right adjacent to the yellow curb in the fire lane. That makes no sense at all to me. So possibly the township, the fire chief, or might want to get together with Dillonville Shopping Center Management and see if those four spaces can be eliminated so the um, fire lane can continue around. I'd also like to know what the minimum width requirements are in Sycamore Township for a fire lane, no parking area. Um, next is with the administration, with this COVID pandemic going on, I'd like to know um, what their plans are for the, tip of the next three big major annual events in the township. Will these be events to be allowed to happen or not? That's the Easter egg hunt, National Day of Prayer, and the um, Three Community Memorial Day um, Parade. Uh, that's time, sir. Thank you. Guess I need to unmute myself. Thank you, Mr. Janice, for your comments. Um, if any particular uh, department personnel want to address any of those in your own reports, please feel free to do so. He had a lot of questions for a lot of people. If not, uh, perhaps offline, there can be some discussions about that later too. So moving on, those are all the public comments, correct? All right. Yes, sir. All right, let's move on to the uh, sheriff's report and Lieutenant Tarr. Am I successfully unmuted? You are. All right, thank you. Um, just two things I want to hit on this week, and these are some guys, some deputies that really deserve some recognition. Um, a lot of this has been uh, in the media late, or both of these have been uh, in the media recently, but I think the, these guys deserve something more than a little, just a, 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 a newspaper story or a few minutes on the TV. Um, on December 21st, our CIS, our criminal investigation section file, uh, received six indictments for the uh, November 2019 murders at the Hampton Inn. 
Um, they really did a bang up job with that. I, it, it countless hours. They served over 47 warrants. Um, of those six, three were indicted for murder, um, one robbery and, and two, uh, with, uh, gaming charges. Um, so they really did a bang up job on those. And then I think most people probably saw recently, uh, the night of the ninth, uh, at the first church of God on Fields Earl road. Um, a lady had, uh, had a diabetic episode and run off into the trees and really just some heads up patrol work by one of our guys was able to locate the car. And then with the assistance of uh, an officer from Montgomery, they were able to get her out. And uh, I've seen the video. I'm sure a lot of you have, it's pretty harrowing. Um, it doesn't really do justice to how, how close that could have turned out a lot worse. So really good job for all those guys. Um, appreciate They appreciate, appreciate your support. Absolutely. That was very impressive. With it, 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 Chief Penny shared a longer video with us, too, that Moeller had put together, providing some of the backstory for what happened there. The whole thing is just amazing. Um, so good thing they were able to help that lady out and uh, were able to get her out of the car, certainly. You have a new boss now, Lieutenant Tarr. Anything we should expect on the township end as to any of that? Really, as far as the patrol functions, I, we expect it to be um, business as usual. Obviously, they've got a lot. She's got a lot on her plate, the new sheriff. So she does. She has made it clear to us that she expects to reach out to the townships. But obviously, with COVID and a lot of stuff going on downtown, you know, you know that that's going to be a little bit out. But she will be in touch. Very good. Anyone have any questions for Lieutenant Tar? All right. We'll move on then to the fire department and Chief Penny. Uh, Chief, what have you got for us for EMS and fire report? Good evening, gentlemen. Um, first of all, to address Jay Janis, uh, uh, report that he gave, um, I, I did receive an email from him about the parking on the fire lane. I talked to the sheriff's department about it to uh, keep an eye on that area. And I talked to our fire inspector, um, about that, but I, I, I didn't see anything about faded fire lane signs on his email. So we'll definitely follow up with that and see what's going on there. So um, I'll, I'll get with Doug Morath, our fire inspector, and we'll we'll see what we can do about that area down there with the fire lanes and stuff. So um, on the COVID side of things, um, two things. One is uh, since December 1st, we've had 358 additional people quarantined in their homes. And um, as we had eight and as of today, we had nine full-timers that have had the COVID, uh, nine of our firefighters. So we're um, working on some strategy with some staffing and, and that sort of thing to try to keep the, the crews running while we got these guys out. So it's been a battle, but so far we've been managing okay. Um, did you receive my monthly report today? Everyone, yes. okay. Yeah, jumped out. What jumped out of me, Chief, was the uh, December uh, EMS reports up considerably, uh, two sixty three to yeah eleven, a big jump. Yeah, and and so far this year it's jumping up even more. We've we've been pretty busy, um, so far in in uh, twenty twenty one. So, it, things are starting to pick up. I guess the uh, people are getting out. Still, we're starting to get businesses. <laughs> So other than that, the only other thing I got is the um, 
the uh, consideration for purchasing of the gas detectors. We we have two gas detectors that we carry on our fire trucks that we use when when uh, residents and people call us for gas leaks in the in their building, and uh, these meters are used to measure the amount of gas that's in the in a building, so we can tell whether it's at an explosive level or not. And uh, they're they're quite old, and we've had them recalibrated four or five times, and they're they're pretty much uh, seen their last leg. So we don't want to go in there with something that critical with a bad calibration, and then uh, find out that our gas levels are higher than what our meter's telling us. So it's it, it would be worth it to, for us to go ahead and replace those. And I, I believe you guys have the PO in your packet. Uh, has the, the cost on them so we'd like to get approval to go ahead and purchase those actually this is a quote in the packet chief and uh these things fall under a blanket po okay so do we need a motion i don't think we do but okay then i won't make one okay that's all, that's all i have okay and we've already appropriate we've already appropriated this too right absolutely yeah okay all right very good uh, anybody have any questions for the chief? All right, thanks, Chief. Okay. Next on our agenda, we have roads maintenance and recreation report. Uh, we have uh, Tracy Kellams and Jason Petty standing by here. So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll let Mr. Petty go first. He's here to uh, discuss the uh, park rules and also the park survey. So, our uh, our parks advisory committee uh, met on Monday the 4th and re, or we went over the rules and regulations again. And I spoke with uh, Mr. James last week about some of the rules, the, the rules that we had changed. Um, there were a few things that we had left out and needed to be um, changed. The one was section 15. I'm trying to pull that up right okay. now. Section 15, uh, we had discussed last uh, in the last meeting about taking some of the language and changing it to, like, um, you know, deregulate some of the uh, alcohol rules. So the way that it reads now, and Skyler's pulling it up, uh, the way that it would read now is no alcoholic beverages shall be sold in any park except with specific written permission from the board or its agents with the rental of an athletic field shelter or pavilion area. And that is actually different than what you guys received in the uh, packet that went out. And I just wanted to make sure that that was, uh, that you were aware of that because it was so worldwide. So you removed uh, or consumed, correct? That is correct. correct. And then there was a second sentence at the end of that that talked about where you could drink in the parks that was also removed. That was so removed? That was removed, yes. So, and then if once, once Skyler hands it up, I'll show you exactly how it appears on the document now that we're, I think we're having some compatibility issues with uh, some new Zoom features. Let's see here. All right. One second here, I'm sorry guys. 
Jason, do you have the sentence as it stands now? Why don't you just read the sentence? Yes. So it's no uh, section 15 alcoholic beverages. No alcoholic beverage beverages shall be sold in any park except with specific written permission from the board or its agents with the rental of an athletic field, shelter, or pavilion area. So maybe, do we, do we know what other, play, uh, other communities do with uh, co uh, consuming of uh, alcohol? Do they restrict it? Do they not restrict it? The only other uh, municipality that I've looked at was Sims Townships, and their rules were very similar to what ours were before we changed anything. So they were, their township rules were very similar to what we had before anything was changed. I also so, looked at Anderson Townships and they, theirs also was a lot like ours. It said no uh, sale or consumption. Yeah. I'm kind of opposed to, to uh, I'm kind of opposed to taking consumed up. Mr. Decide, do you have an opinion on that? You're muted. You're muted, sir. In terms of whether it's legal. Well, I'm sure it's legal. To Tracy, are you asking me, do I have an opinion about whether it's legal or what's my personal opinion about changing the policy? Uh, just, uh, just changing the policy, if we take out consumption, is there, you know, added liability there for well, I think, you know, what your research shows is that what's being proposed is out of the norm. Um, so typically the way the rules existed prior is the way that I've seen most of the rules in municipalities and townships. Yeah. My, my thought, I, I had suggested taking that out because we have other provisions in our park rules that prevent unruly conduct, public drunkenness, things like that, and the law prevents that also. So those are remedies that are there. Um, if, if somebody wants to go to the park with a beer in a cooler, I think we should encourage people being in our parks. I think some of them are probably doing that anyway, whether they rent a shelter or not, and we're restricting something that I don't know is really necessary because we're already covering any bad behavior from the other restrictions we have. But I, I can go either way, I suppose, here. So I think that that is the only thing that we changed aside from the language in section 13, the very last sentence. In section 13, no person shall use skates, skateboards, rollerblades, bicycles, motorized models, or any other objects with wheels recklessly or in a manner to inconvenience the public. Pretty and then subjective. also, I'm sorry. That's pretty subjective. So I think it was, it was changed from the original that said that they couldn't use on the paths or any paved areas. So I think the, the idea behind that was that they can use them, just not in a manner that's gonna inconvenience anyone else. The way that I think it was written before made it sound like they couldn't use them in the parks at all. So it's so who's to determine what's reckless and what isn't? That I do not know. Okay. I don't know. So would that would so that my other question is would that cover us on uh 
say property damage. You know, we have a lot of uh, skateboarders at the uh, super shelter at Bechtold that are damaging and grinding down the concrete, and it's it's really a mess. I agree. Yeah, which I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily think that that. I mean, it's it still would be in you know recklessly or in a manner to inconvenience the public. So I don't necessarily know that that's you know letting them being asked to, to not do it. But well, there's certainly standards as to recklessness versus non-recklessness, just as with reckless driving and other things. Um, it is subjective, certainly, in that sense. Nonetheless, someone's got to make judgment as to whether it appears to be reasonably reckless or not. Um, what's our enforcement mechanism, assuming we do decide that? Is this something the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office enforces, or do we have uh, Mr. Kellums or Mr. Petty run out and hand somebody a ticket? <laughs> I don't think here? we have the authority <laughs> to do that. Uh, in the past, if we see anyone in our parks doing something, you know, if we see the kids skateboarding in the pavilion, we ask them to to stop and to not and to not do it. Other than that, I don't know that we take any further action unless there's property damage. I would think if you can prove that they were the ones that, like, kind of what Tracy was talking about, that area at the fireplace, they continuously use that and slide their skateboards on it and over the years it's it's worn it down to where it's looks pretty bad so which which makes me ask the question then is it possible that we perhaps uh just outlaw or rule out skateboards in the park because everywhere they that these guys do use the skateboards they're trying to jump things and jump yeah, get so onto rails and everything else and all of that does damage and i and i and i totally agree with you on the uh on the um fireplace that, that that looks terrible next it's like the next page all the way through the gotcha sorry okay the ideal situation of course would be uh, delhi delhi township uh, they have a, a whole area that's set aside for those kids on the skateboards and uh, it's very successful rollerblades Bicycles use that same area, but we don't have that luxury. The feeling even in Delhi, they're probably riding skateboards in other places they're not supposed to, but, <laughs> it, but the park would be attractive for them for that, yeah. Is there anything we can do about the fireplace? I know there are little metal blocks that you see placed on stretches of concrete sometimes that prevent skateboard usage, or would that be damaging to the fireplace too? Uh, we could we could most certainly look into different things that you can attach to this to the end of they they'll have sometimes a metal ball that you can attach at the end or another piece of concrete that will attach to the end i don't know if that's something that we can put on without it getting broken off it's yeah i've also seen uh, concrete domes that have been attached to concrete before we can we can definitely look into that if it's causing damage that may be worth checking out at least yeah uh, in, in terms of prohibiting skates or skateboards in the park, though, entirely, I'm, I don't know, a lot of things people use cause wear and tear on public facilities we're providing. Um, we don't want them causing damage to the fireplace or other things, but if they want to use a skateboard on the, the trail around Bechtold Park, 
um, or at the parking lot, then I, I don't know that we should be restricting that. Probably not an optimal place in the parking lot. I can, if you guys would like, I can put this back in. I can re, you know, look at this again. We'd really like to get a, an opinion from you guys on this tonight. Uh, we've gone back and forth on this several times. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Mr. Weedman raised an interesting point about what other townships have done in their rules. That would be interesting to see. Sims we have as a comparison, but if 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 there's an opportunity to look at others before the next parks meeting, that would be good to know, I guess. My, my view is I think we can take out the consumption of alcohol restriction because I think we have plenty of other rules covering anything that may flow from that that's bad anyway. And the people who are, are, are going to do it are probably going to do it anyway, whether we're outlawing it or not. If we see a problem with it, we're going to ask them to leave because they're being unruly, not because they've got a can of Pabst Blue Ribbon in their hand, I expect. Um, skateboards, I don't know. I mean, kids go to parks to have fun. Um, we don't want them using it in areas where it's going to damage things. And just putting up a sign or saying don't do it probably isn't going to keep them from doing it anyway. Even if we... That's not worked in the past, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it now. And are they supposed to be doing it now? What does our current rule say as to skateboards? Yeah, that's correct. Our current rule is to not... The, the current rule is is more limiting than this is here so they are they're currently they're breaking the rules that's correct yeah and i don't know if you guys need to see if you slide down it actually has the language in the and that is the section 15 is the the way that it would look now the updated version for alcoholic beverages Well, Tracy, you said you wanted guidance tonight. Do you want us to vote on which way to go as any of this? Or are you uh, taking our temperature to go back to the Parks Committee one more time to come back with a final recommendation? What are you and Jason thinking? Uh, well, we were hoping for a vote, but if you want us to, we can always go back and gather some more information from other townships, what they're doing in their parks for Jason to have when he goes back to the Park Board. Okay, and, and I know Mr. Weedman is not in favor of changing the alcohol rule. I am. I'm, I'm just curious. This is not a vote, and we may all change our minds in one way or another. Mr. LaBarbera, what are you thinking? Because that may bear on what the committee is thinking. Well, the uh, the 15, Section 15, is, is there a problem with that? I, I, I agree with that, the statement. No alcoholic beverages shall be sold any, with, the, with, the, with the exception of written permission from the board or agents. Right. The question's not selling, it's consuming. Otherwise, can somebody bring a cooler to the park and sit out there and have a picnic in the sun and pull a beer out of their cooler when they haven't rented space to do it in? That's the question. Well, here's what you have, uh, Jason. Here's what you have. You have baseball teams that go out and play on our many fields that we have, soccer fields that we have. And I got to tell you, from going to games for many, many years, there's always a couple of guys that are standing by themselves off to the side drinking a beverage, maybe out in left field, way above the, the crowd, way beyond where the crowd is, drinking that beer. And that just happens at ball games. And I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope that gives you all guidance at least into 
where to go and then come back to us with a final proposal there in our next meeting, possibly after your next meeting. Tracy, the only other thing I would I would interject is what Mr. Weedman said at the beginning of um, the uh, reading of the skateboard provision regarding the um, recklessly or inconveniences the public. You might want to uh, um, hone those down a little bit so that they're not so subjective. Okay. How do you suggest that, Deepak? Yeah. How would you word that? Can you put some wording together for that, Deepak? I don't know if uh, Jason, the committee, would be able to tighten that up. I mean, yeah, I'd be glad to. Okay. Because for from the committee standpoint, everybody on the committee was good with the rules being presented tonight and voted on, but it's not a bother at all to look and to see, you know, compare different townships rules and regulations to go off of it the um the next thing i have unless there's any more questions with the rules is the uh, park survey the rough draft for the park survey there were a few things that were added in from the last uh survey that we had number two Do you work? Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> Do you work in Sycamore Township was added. Uh, there were a few uh, grammar spelling corrections. And then I think the, the main thing, one of the questions that were uh, that was we were asked to look at was number 10. Would you be in favor of Sycamore Township investing funds and other resources? into development of a nature preserve with walking trails within the township. So I think those were the those were the few major changes that were made. And this, if you guys are able to vote on, I, I think the, especially the committee is wanting to get moving on this as soon as possible, if you guys are okay with that. And then we can get moving on getting it in front of the residents. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I'm in favor of this. This looks good to me. I've looked it over in the revisions. Okay. Uh, how do we how do we propose to get this get this to the residents? So it would be in the township newsletter that it will go out. I think Beth was also going to put it on the township uh, email blast, the newsletter that goes out on the email, and okay. also Facebook. Uh, the survey, I don't know if you can, can they see? Yeah, you can see it's, so it'd be a sign with a QR code. We're going to have signs just like we did with yoga in the park. Okay. And have a QR code on them. Yeah. We put them in the parks and in areas around the township that would be, you know, where people would see them, that they could scan it and, and have the survey right there on their, um, on their phone or any kind of electronic device. And she was also going to put it on Facebook, Twitter. And it would be on constant contact, but everything would lead them either to the township website or the survey itself. Skyler, can you scroll back up to number two, please? Yes, sir. There are two number twos, Jason. You'll need to renumber before you oh, publish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And number five has an indenting problem, by the way, too. Well, so this, 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 sheet is just listing the questions 
the it's going to be a digital survey, so this this is all going to have to be re-inputted into a a surveying a survey service like Survey Monkey or one of those others. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do you need a motion and vote from the trustees to move ahead with this or? I believe so. Okay. Um, anybody have any further comments first? If not, Mr. is there a motion? Mr. James, what, what is the motion to approve the rules or to take it back to the committee? Uh, we've moved on from the rules. I thought and weren't voting on that. I'm referring to the survey here now. Just the survey. Okay. Just the right. survey. Yeah. Is there a motion as to this? I think we'll make a motion. Approved. All right. Was there a second? I thought I did the motion. Okay, I'll make a second. Okay, you both you both spoke over each other. All right. Um, any other discussion as to the motion? No, just correct the, as you said, the, uh, the yeah. numbers. And, and just to be clear, the motion is to proceed with the survey using these questions, uh, using this language in the manner described by Mr. Petty for presentation to the public. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, Mr. Porter, would you uh, call the roll then so we can vote? Uh, Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right, Jason, do you have other things? Uh, the only other thing that I was going to mention is that we have now online, you can check field availability and uh, we're renting ball fields currently. There are a lot of them are filling up. Uh, McDaniel is, is pretty well booked all the way uh, through spring for baseball and softball and field rentals are open and Getting ready. Well, the the you can put permits in. We're not open the fields right now, but everything is online, and you can look at that if you guys ever want to get a chance to. Okay. All right, uh, Mr. Kellams, roads and maintenance. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing that I have is I uh, uh, joined a. Uh, I was in a pre-construct meeting for the Duke Central Corridor Pipeline. So uh, after all this time, uh, this project is actually getting started. It is scheduled to start on March 1st. Uh, they're gonna have two crews going. One's gonna start in Reading. The other will be starting in our area up there off of uh, School Road where their station is there. They have 80% of the easements for the whole project already acquired, so they're doing well there. All the right-of-way permits are in. Uh, they're still waiting on railroad permits, but they are getting started. Uh, the, their main laydown yard will be at the old PNG property on Reed Hartman, but they will have a laydown yard on School Road behind the businesses there uh, in order to get this project started. So. There's not a lot of work in the township, but there is some, uh, you know, coming down uh, Conray and then going over uh, to grooms and, and cutting grooms. So uh, they're, they're going to do a lot of boring. They're boring under Con Kemper, boring under Conray. And actually they're going to auger bore under 275 also. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, 
They're going to do some work at night. Reed Hartman will be working at night. Uh, it'll start in the middle of February. Uh, in case any of you get phone calls from residents that are wondering what the survey stakes or flags are out, it will be for this project that's starting in the middle of February. And they're doing a great job on public information. Uh, they've got a web page going. Uh, there's going to be weekly updates posted to that web page. Uh, we have put a link on our web page to that project. Uh, uh, they're going to mail out letters. I've asked them to mail out letters uh, to everybody in, in, that in, is in the infected area one month out uh, with important pipeline info on the outside of the page so that it's just not thrown away on the outside of the envelope. Uh, they're also going to follow that up with postcards to the communities two weeks out, and they're going to have progress reports every other week, five weekly. All the, I've asked them to send all that to us also so we can add it in a link to our website so that all our residents can be notified. Uh, and also, if anybody asks, there will be a field office uh, in the Cornell office park there, uh, the, the office park at Cornell and Reed Hartman behind that PNC for walk-in in case any of the residents really have questions and want to talk to somebody they can go to that field office and get any of the information they want. So uh, that is just around the corner. Ready to start March 1st. Grace, yes. the, uh, I know at one point in time they were interested in using the park uh, for a staging area. I'm assuming that that's history. That is history. That is not going to happen. Hey, Tracy, in connection with that, there was a discussion at one point about them needing to uh, get easements for purposes of doing some boring um, underneath the uh, North Fire Station entrance. And uh, do you know, is that still in the works? I do not know. They did not mention that. Okay. I didn't, I don't think it's even going that direction anymore. I don't think it, so. It's coming no. down Conray to Kemper, going west on Kemper underneath uh, cross groom underneath 275 across grooms to reed hartman and then goes south on reed hartman so that is first and that goes down reed hartman to uh pfeiffer glendale milford so the only part of the township that's going to be on really is is coming down conray and over kemper and then it's in the blue ash and it's out of our territory. Thank you. You're welcome. So another long awaited project, we also had a pre-construct on the Kugler Mill Road project. So we're getting ready to start Kugler Mill. Uh, we are going to start water main work on that project on the west end of the project on February 1st. Uh, the water main work uh, should be completed by April. A uh, press release went out today uh, from the county talking about a closure. Uh, the Kugler uh, Mill Road in between Kenwood and Blue Ash is going to be closed uh, during working hours for the water main work. 
uh, but those those roads will be open at nighttime. But during the day, and that's also for, for Chief's benefit, Cougar Mill will be closed during the day during work hours because they'll have open trenches in the road. And then after the uh, uh, water main work is completed, they're gonna start immediately on that west end, following that up with the actual road work. And they're going to work west to east. This will be done in three phases. Uh, Blue Ash Road to Kenwood Road will be one phase. And then Kenwood Road to the I-71 overpass will be a phase. And then the 71 overpass to Montgomery Road will be the final phase. So if everything goes as planned, uh, this should be done by the uh, end of October. So uh, that's, that's going to be a lot of work in a short period of time. But uh, I, I don't foresee any holdups. Uh, Duke does have some tie-ins that still need to be done and some services, but that is are all at the far east end where they put new gas main in. That's supposed to be done within the, the next two to three weeks. So it'll definitely don't be done well before the construction crews at the east end uh, since they're starting west. But we will also uh, have all this information on our website and keep updating the website as we go so that everybody knows what's going on. So uh, uh, do you, any of you have any questions about the Cougar Mill Road project? Not for me, no. What? I, I, I will say thank you for getting that pothole patched I called you about last week. Within hours, it was patched on Cougar Mill You're Road. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So uh, Rack and Valor, uh, we have not used. I, I've talked to a lot of other townships. They have used them. They're the ones with the contract. They seem very eager and ready to go. Uh, some other townships that I've talked to have said they've had no problems. These guys have been very responsive. So I'm looking forward to working with them. The neighbors are excited. It's been a long time coming. Thanks. Thanks, Good. Tracy. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, where Tracy, where are we in regards to our um, uh, our road projects as it, it relates to uh, using the the 25 percent of the TIF funds that we have available? Okay, I'm, uh, I'm coming to you the next meeting to give you a breakdown in money of what we're spending. Uh, We've got the, the roads, I've got that put together. We also have a number of retaining walls that need to be constructed at, along the uh, Dillonvale Creek lines that need to be done. Uh, and we're, we're working on putting that together. Uh, we've got the specs together and we're, we're ready to hit the road and that will come to you the next meeting. Are we able to use that money for, uh, for those um... Uh, retaining walls? Yes, we are. That is infrastructure in the right of way. Okay. And it's right. maintenance, right? Yes, it is maintenance. And we're looking at what about $5 million possibly? That's uh, what we budgeted. So that's we'll what we see. budgeted will probably be uh, around the four mark, maybe a little under the four mark. Great. That's great. Okay. Got anything else for us, Tracy? No, sir. Okay. Well, I do have other questions. I just didn't have questions about Coogler Mill Road. All right. 
<laughs> so you, you mentioned Kugler Mill Road uh, being done by end of October, if to plan. Speaking of being done by the end of October, how's our uh, maintenance building doing? That we'll was be done be... by the end of October. Thursday. <laughs> Which year? <laughs> It'll be done Thursday. So uh, it is still proceeding slowly. Uh, we were supposed to have a walkthrough on that project Thursday. Uh, I have canceled that walkthrough because I've determined that there is not enough done and it would be a waste of time for the architect and all the engineers to come and do the walkthrough. Uh, they were supposed to pour curb on the last section Monday, but as usual, it wasn't done Monday. It wasn't done today. It's not going to be done tomorrow. Uh, so we still have curb and all the side, as you know, the salt domes down but we still need the driveway on that whole end constructed. None of that is done. Uh, they're out there pushing gravel around today uh, with a bobcat rather than a bulldozer. The report that I got was that the general contractor didn't want to pay the sub to do the grading with the bulldozer with the GPS on it. So just another issue that we're having with this general contractor. Uh, so that all has to be done. Uh, and that's before we, you know, we still have to do the uh, apron uh, on the north end outside the firehouse. So there is heat in there. Uh, fuel tanks have not been set. There is still a number of things that need to be done. Uh, I'm, I, I don't think it'll be done in, by our next meeting. Uh, I, I, I see a month. You know, okay. They're telling me it'll all be done, but there's not enough people working to get it done. All right. Well, keep us posted on that. I definitely um, will. Yeah. Um, question for you, or maybe for Jason, both of you. Also, I know a few people have asked me about this, and we probably addressed some of this before. But uh, I, I, I'm told by Parks Committee members uh, that they were concerned there's an old Parks Master Plan of some kind that was put together. My, my guidance to the parks members is we set up a parks committee so they can look forward, not back at what it might have put, been put together in the past anyway. If there's a plan to make, let's make one going forward. But um, is there any information you can provide about this parks master plan? I understand it was found in a file and no one's quite sure where it came from. Is that right? Yeah, there was a parks master plan put together. I believe most of that work was done by Mr. Bickford and Mr. McEwen. Uh, it has not been implemented, so I would agree with you 100% that uh, Jason and the Parks Committee should look forward and not backward. And if we have, if they want to put a, a new five-year plan together, let's let's start working on it. And let's implement it. Yeah. And I also got questions about. Uh, I think you've addressed this before, but a Duke Energy grant for putting together a parks plan. Is that what the grant was for and have we used it on something for the parks? As far as I'm aware, there was never, the grant was not for putting a, a plan together. I'll have to check into that. Uh, the grant was used for putting trees throughout Schuler Park and also for uh, playground equipment back here behind our building. Uh, you know, we're moving the the, 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 excuse me, the existing playground that was back there, but we're also adding to it. 
and the grants were for uh, trees and for uh, playground equipment, as far as I know. I, I do. I am not aware that it was for putting a plan together. Okay. Excuse me for jumping in. I'd, I'd like to see that old parks uh, master plan that uh, Bickford put together with Mike. I'd like to see that, if you have a copy of that. Yeah, All right, we do. Yeah. Anybody else have any questions for Mr. Kellams or Mr. Petty? Thanks, gentlemen. Let's uh, move on to our planning and zoning report then with Mr. Skyler Miller. Uh, yes, sir. All right, I'm going to start screen sharing again here. Uh, I originally had three resolutions uh, for you to consider tonight. Um, after discussing it with Mr. Desai, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to pull two of those. Um, just, just a brief overview. We, we have a property owner in the township. Um, everybody see the screen share? Not yet. Yeah. All right. Well, while, while that catches up, I'll, I'll tell you. So we have a, um, uh, a gentleman in the township um, uh, who owns a, a multiple residential properties. Uh, they're they're um, all pretty much in the same situation. Uh, there's uh, they're they're collecting trash and debris uh, as well as a collection of, um, of vehicles in in um, some pretty haphazard um, um, conditions. So we were originally going to come in and do um, kind of this blanket junk vehicle uh, uh, resolution on two of them. Um, but at this time, we, we kind of need to, to, to get more information and, and, and get a, a foot in the door, shall we say. So um, tonight, we're going we're gonna to tackle the trash and debris on, on one of the properties, kind of the biggest culprit. And I don't know why. Can you guys see the screen? I just see a black screen. It says you're sharing, but I see black. Does anyone else see anything other than black? Uh, black black screen with uh, Scholar's name. Hmm. I don't see my face. All right, let's try this again. Nothing. Well, we, we all got a copy of it. The trustees all got a copy. Okay. Of it. All right. So I'm, yeah. I'm well, but if we can get it on the screen, I'd prefer that so the public. Yeah, can see I it. would too. If I can just. Rob, do you have uh, Mr. Evil? Do you have? Uh, admin controls or am I supposed to? Hmm. Let me see if I can do this. I have the resolution up here. Yeah, if you can do it, that'd be great. So the only one I'm asking for tonight is, uh, I'll read the title at least. Can you see this now, anyone? Not yet, I'm gonna stop mine. There it there is. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. James. So uh, what I have tonight is a resolution providing for an authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, 
refuse and other debris, declaring a nuisance for the property located at 3700 East Galbraith Road, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Uh, okay. Don't mind scrolling down to the to the pictures. Yeah, let, let's look through it before we make the motion here. I've already yeah, looked I, 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 I just want to bring this up for reference and talk about it. Uh, this is just an example. You can see the kind of accumulated tarps. Uh, there's, you know, in that bottom right corner, you can see some garbage bags. Um, this is indicative of, of other properties as well. Um, the, uh, we, we have reached out to this, uh, the, this property owner multiple times. Um, uh, he is contacting us, but it's, it's, you know, simply to tell us to stay off his property. So uh, the neighbors are very upset. Uh, they've given us permission to, to enter their property to take pictures. Um, so neighbors are being cooperative, um, but it, it's certainly not not something that's going to, to be fixed overnight. Um, so part of part of this this process is if the if the owner does not clean it up for themselves, um, that would give us authority to enter the property to clean up. Uh, which would then also give us justification to uh, to, to document the, the the rest of the site. Um, so uh, again, we are trying to clean up uh, the property to some extent, but this is this is really a, a foot in the door uh, tactic um, to again try and collect additional information, and you know. Hopefully, if we show the, the, the resident that we're uh, the property owner that we're serious about this, uh, we might get more cooperation. You know, uh, at any point in the time during enforcement, if if they're willing to work with us, we can we can certainly, um, you know, back off and be less aggressive. Um, but, you know, again, we do have we do have active uh, neighbors in this area that, you know, are, are really concerned. And, you know, since we've uh, put these resolutions on the agenda, there's actually been more cars that are accumulating on site. So do you have any questions about that? So how many are how many are there now? You had seven in the proposed vehicle resolution for that. Are there more than that? Yeah, uh, I, I think at uh, I think at one point there was ten. I don't know if that was on um, I think that was on Friday that we saw that. And you and I had spoken about this. I looked it up on uh, Google Maps with the satellite view, and you could see there from whenever that picture was taken in 2020, there were a multitude of cars all over the place on the property, too. Yeah, I think this is a longstanding problem. Uh, there's actually, uh, again, there's two properties on uh, uh, East Galbraith, and then there's another one else, elsewhere in the township. So um, we're, we're going to be working on this, um, you know, uh, again, I think for a while trying to piece this together to uh, to get a satisfactory resolution. All right. Well, Mr. Weedman had made a motion to approve the resolution as presented. Is there a second? There is a second. All right. Any any discussion about this, gentlemen? Yes, Tyler. This is thirty seven hundred, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I think haven't we had problems there before? I I, I remember. Uh, I, I believe historically there have been issues. Yeah. All right. Any other questions for Mr. Miller about this? If not, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll for a vote, please? Yes. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Okay. 
Uh, other than that, I'm just kind of give you a quick update on a, on a couple of uh, um, long-term projects. Um, I, I expect to, uh, to really flesh these out over the next month or so. Um, first and foremost is the, uh, the, the new Sycamore Township uh, land use plan. Um, that's something that, you know, after the, um, you know, the, the end of last year, uh, it kind of, it kind of stalled out to a certain extent, uh, partly because of COVID, partly because of other projects. Uh, I, I am back at that. I'm going to try and finish up apps here in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, I'm hoping, uh, to have a, a final document, uh, submitted to, um, submitted to zoning commission for, for an initial review, uh, by, by the end of next month. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to commit to a deadline there for, um, for the benefit of the commission and for the board. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we also have the, uh, the Montgomery road, uh, planning, planning project. We have the, the township owned properties, um, just to the west of, of Kenwood road on Montgomery road. Uh, I have met with our planning consultant on that and, he is he is currently uh, you know kind of putting together an outline for the uh, the upcoming focus groups and um, it's kind of my job right now to um, uh, to put together this first focus group which is going to be uh, comprised of residents from the surrounding area so um, it's been a little more difficult than I than I thought to, to tap residents um, especially trying to um, uh, to, to get an unbiased and, um, um, you know, uh, sampling, uh, of the area, but I, I am working on that right now and I'm hopeful that we will, uh, get our first focus group, um, you know, hopefully by, hopefully by the middle of February and, and schedule that, uh, Mr. Warwick, uh, uh, contacted the, uh, uh, Jewish hospital representatives, and they are making their, uh, their auditorium available to us. So it's a larger room that we can spread out and meet in person. Um, and we will, of course, uh, so these are focus groups. Uh, this is not like a standing, uh, you know, public body. Uh, we're, we're trying to get input from our, uh, citizens. So, uh, we will be streaming these meetings, but they're not, um, unless Mr. Desai has a uh, opposing opinion here, they're not necessarily, um, you know, a public body or, or a public uh, meeting in the our usual sense. Uh, but we will make these meetings uh, available to the public in every way possible and properly document them. Yes, Scholar, uh, I think the best approach with that is to always presume that we're subject to the Open Meetings Act. Um, and make them available to the public, especially since we have the benefit mm -hmm. now of being able to do that by Zoom or mm -hmm. Google Teams or whatever people want to use. But you don't have to allow public comment. Right. Um, you know, the, the board allows it at their meeting, but that's that's something subject to their discretion. So I think as long as you um, make them available to the public so they can see the business going on, uh, we're not gonna run afoul of any Open Meeting Act violation. Okay, good. So the first focus group is going to be uh, with residents. The second one will be with uh, uh, business owners in the area. And then the third would be with prospective uh, uh, developers or members of the development community. 
this will again culminate in a, uh, a charrette style meeting. Um, uh, a charrette is kind of a um, not necessarily on the fly, but it is a it is a planning brainstorming session where we take all of the information, including the market analysis, um, and um, try and and develop some conceptual ideas to help guide us uh, with the, uh, the the future development of the site. That would be a one day session, and um, I, I haven't spoken to. Um, my my steering committee yet, but I think that would be a great opportunity to uh, retap some uh, some great professional and um, uh, diverse minds in in the township. Um, so the, the the land use steering committee, whether it's augmented or not, could be the core of our uh, of our charrette planning group. So. Um, and then from there, we'll develop a, uh, uh, you know, a, a specific master plan for the site. So, just to be clear, is happening first quarter. Great. It, just to be clear, too, as to these focus groups, these focus groups are composed solely of the groups of people you're mentioning. This is not something for township personnel to participate or have input in. Is that correct? No, I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there as, as, a, as a facilitator. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not really so much our job to to guide these discussions. Um, you know, there will be a basic outline that our you know our, our independent planning consultant will provide us. Um, you know, there may be some discussion topics that, that he sets out, uh, but it's again, it's it, you know, we're not trying to to lead the conversation so much as gather information from um, from the public. Uh, the other thing that we're trying to do is we're starting with the the, um, the residents in the area, um, uh, essentially, you know, having them create the the foundation of the public input process. You know, the idea that we get them, you know, literally at ground level, so that um, you know we're you know each each focus group is going to inform you know the next. Uh, so we'll have their concerns, their wishes, um, you know, uh, and, and just general comments for, for the following meetings. Very good. Well, it's very nice of Jewish Hospital to make their auditorium available for this, too. That's a really nice yep. facility and will allow a lot of open space for people to meet during this weird time. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what comes out of these groups and out of the, the public input from it. Do you have other things to update? Uh, those are those are the main topics. So, is there any questions for me? Well, the idea of the focus group is no input from from us at all because that would taint the uh, the focus group thing. And I understand that going through member focus group sessions and uh, that's what it is. Great idea. This is something we haven't done in the township to my knowledge. Putting the residents first and then coming back with the whole plan to present them at the the very end, make up the decision. Coming back to us after all these groups. That sounds great. Thank you. I've got a question about something we've got coming up before our next meeting, and that's the public hearing on the consent decree for the uh, project alongside Kugler Mill Road there uh, with uh, what's going on. Do you have any update you can provide us to that? I've seen there's a second sign out there now promoting the public hearing. Thanks for getting that uh, out, first of all. But uh, what else are we doing to promote that? 
Certainly. Uh, just, just before I before I get into that, do we want to talk about this as part of the law director update, or, or, or Mr. Desai, do you just want to jump in with me on this? This is the public hearing for the consent decree. Why don't you address whatever promotional aspects okay. we're doing to let people know, and then Mr. Desai can discuss the the, the meat of it. Okay. All right. Uh, so. Uh, at 6 p.m. February 2nd, we do have a uh, public hearing for uh, upcoming review of a, of a consent decree. Uh, this has to do with a potential settlement that we have uh, regarding uh, a, a, a BZA uh, conditional use application uh, that was made to, uh, uh, to the township. Um, there was a proposal for a um, for, for a church conditional use along Kugler Mill. And that has, uh, that's, you know, uh, kind of evolved over time, but uh, the, the settlement is available on the township website uh, for, uh, for review by the public. Uh, we have met the, the legal requirements for that by, uh, uh, by posting the, uh, you know, the legal ad in the, the Cincinnati Enquirer uh, but we've also posted notice on, um, I believe, the township website. I believe that was also put on um, put on Facebook. If it hasn't, it can be. And uh, we did. There was uh, there was actually a resident that, that reached out to me um, who was was confused about the the different meetings. So we put up that second sign. Uh, as a way to, to, to inform those in, in that area. Um, we didn't take down the other sign because there's a, there's a second case that is potentially pending uh, de depending on the outcome of uh, the consent decree. So does that answer the question, sir? Yes, and I'm scrolling through our Facebook page now. I'm not sure there is a recent mention of it on there. So if you could promote okay. it on there again, too, that would be helpful, just so people get get the word about it and aren't surprised. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it first thing in the morning. Okay. Uh, thanks. And mm -hmm. Anybody else have any other questions for Mr. Miller? All right. Thanks, Skyler. Let's uh, move on to our law director report then, Mr. Deepak Desai. You're muted. Thank you, Mr. James. Just a brief report tonight. Um, just want to let everyone know that uh, the township did get us the signed tax exemption applications back. So thank you to uh, Mr. Warwick and Mr. LaBarbera for getting those back to my office. Uh, those have been submitted to the auditor's office. Um, as uh, everyone may know, they will work with the treasurer's office to get the requisite tax certificate and then they will be filed with the uh, Ohio Department of Taxation. But um, once that filing is done by the auditor, we should get confirmation. I'll circle back with the board to let them know. Uh, but everything appears to be moving as we would expect. And that's all I have to report tonight, sir. Thank you. Did you have anything to add as to that consent decree hearing? Uh, no, that's actually, uh, I believe, a case that came along before I was working with the township, and I think my firm is conflicted out of that, if I'm not you're, mistaken. You're correct. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone have any questions for Mr. Desai about anything? All right. Thank you, Mr. Desai. Let's uh, move on to the administrator report then and any business that he has. Mr. Warwick. Thanks. Uh, 
first thing I have is a, a resolution with some additional appropriations for the 2021 budget. Um, I don't know, Mr. James, you can, you want to put that up? We seem to be struggling from headquarters. Yes, just a moment here. This basically is picking up a couple of things. Uh, number one, we did not have the uh, COVID money that we had left over in the 2021 budget because at that time we didn't think we'd be able to use it. But since it's been, uh, the date's been moved out to the end of next year, we've added that money. So that's about half of what we've added. Um, the other thing that was, wasn't, a couple other lines weren't picked up uh, out of the uh, dump out of bucks into the budget thing. And uh, a major part of it, I think about 265,000 is for the ESID and that's just a pass through. So that's uh, money in and money out. And then there's uh, 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 some money in there because some zoning lines were missed. So uh, throughout the year, we wanna stay on top of these appropriation additions and subtractions. So um, uh, the board will probably see a few of these uh, throughout the year as we try to keep everything uh, up to date. Um, so the resolution uh, reads, a resolution amending 2021 appropriations, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. All right, any further discussion as to this motion? Hearing none, uh, let me ask Mr. Porter to call the roll for a vote, please. Uh, Ms. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Thanks. Uh, I have three uh, quick uh, blanket uh, POs that follow along with these appropriations. Once again, what we have done is taken one third of a year to uh, uh, ask for approval uh, for that amount of spending to start the year. The first one is uh, PO number 8782. It's for contract services for uh, zoning and it's in the amount of $6,667. Motion. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? To LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Next is PO 8784. This is for zoning legal ads, and it does call out the inquire because that's where we place the ads. The amount is $2,500. Motion. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And the third one's PO 8785. This is for zoning property cleanup in the amount of $8,334. Motion. Okay, one of you has to second it. I'll second it. <laughs> okay. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? LaBarbera? Mr. Barbara, aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Okay. Uh, I'd like to comment on a couple of things, questions that were brought up in public comments. Um, on the topic of a lighting district, I don't recall off the top of my head what kind of consensus percentage you would have to have to have a lighting district, but I'm I'm pretty sure one person can't request a lighting district, nor would they want to, because they would be fully assessed for the full amount. 
so I don't think it would work out for them. So I think they're, um, like I say, I can't recall at the top of my head, but there would have to be uh, a certain percentage consensus. Uh, as far as the three events, Easter, National Day of Prayer, and the Memorial Day Parade, we've had no discussion about what to do about those yet. I think we'd love to have all three of them, um, but uh, really it, it depends on uh, the situation uh, with, with COVID. Um, so we should be discussing those in the, in the coming weeks. And that's all I have. All right, any questions for Mr. Warwick from anyone? All right. I, let me just bring up one other thing, if we could do this going forward. Mr. Janice did have a good point. I noticed this earlier, too, looking at our agenda. It didn't say our start time on it this time. Usually it does, uh, but this one did not. So we should put that, and if we can put the day of the week on there, too, fine, if it fits. But, but start time, I think, would be useful just for the historical record that these things also provide in our, in our documents. So, um, all right, uh, moving on then. Uh, next, we have trustee comments. Mr. Weedman, you're up first. Uh, so, uh, as you know, I serve on the Hamlin County COVID defense team and uh, just want to give you a COVID update. Uh, there are uh, currently for the vaccine, there are, um, they're going to be vaccinating 80-year-old uh, plus uh, residents. There are about 400,000 80-year-old plus residents in the state of Ohio. And unfortunately, we only have about 100,000 doses currently for Ohio. So. Uh, uh, we're behind on getting the doses, the, the vaccine dist distributed. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is that Johnson & Johnson is close to uh, getting approval from the FDA for their single dose uh, vaccination. And uh, the, the more attractive thing potentially, I mean, there are a lot of people who feel that the, that the, uh, uh, the first two vaccinations are uh, using mRNA, which um, has been rejected by FDA on a number of different occasions for cancer treatments and some other things. And uh, since COVID came out, uh, it was, it was uh, uh, fast-tracked for a COVID vaccination. But the Johnson & Johnson is a single dose and that does not use mRNA. So um, uh, <coughs> that is hopefully going to be um, uh, approved by the FDA by the end of the month. And uh, Johnson & Johnson is already making, uh, in the process of making 100 million doses uh, under contract with the U.S. government. So hopefully uh, vaccinations will continue to uh, expand over the coming weeks. That's all I have. I, you may have some information about this. I understand Jewish Hospital is uh, providing vaccinations within the mall in their clinic space in there and that they'd have been talking about them all about other space. Do you have any information about that? I'm not sure that they have enough to, uh, I'm not positive about that, <laughs> but I'm not sure they have enough uh, doses to uh, to go around, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, we're, it's still very short. I know uh, down at uh, uh, EMA Homeland Security, we have three freezers and um, uh, there's not a whole lot in any of those freezers. Yeah. So it's been, whatever we get in is, is being pushed through pretty quick. So, um, <laughs> <clears throat> um, I, I can't answer that about Jewish and uh, in the their location in the mall, though, whether or not they're vaccinating people. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, uh, Mr. LaBarber. Comments? Yeah, I was on the uh, call today for the Hamilton County COVID update, and uh, Commissioner said uh, we're at twelve thousand active cases. We're still purple. Cases are dropping. It was interesting. Uh, still have curfews. Still home advisory. Stay home. 
But the last few days, uh, the number's coming down. It's down 150 cases in the past. And that week from 350, it was down. It was down below. That number was 400 just a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've only had five cases in the last seven days in the hospital. Uh, the Ohio alert, we're on purple right now. Uh, Thursday, when they make the announcement, we'll still be on purple. It takes two weeks, and then we would drop to uh, red. And uh, and as, as Mr. Weedman mentioned, they're just not just don't they do not have enough doses to, to cover the people. And um, the reason for the the priority list that they have is that the uh, number of COVIDs that the people who have died. 86% uh, are over the age of 65, and that's why they are moving to the head of the line. And then I just have one more comment. We have the uh, email blast that the uh, township puts out. Of course, we have the quarterly uh, newsletter that goes out to everybody, but the uh, latest news is that email blast that goes out. We just had one go out on Friday, and uh, all the residents, you folks listening, sign up uh, the Sycamore Township uh, website and keep up to date. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, thanks. Um, it, let me thank Beth Gunderson in particular for getting that email blast out regularly uh, that Mr. LaBarber just mentioned. She's been very good about making it look nice and be very informative. So uh, she's a, a powerhouse there in our township office. So thank you for doing that, Beth. Um, a few other things to mention. I, I wanted to recognize that uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. And that's a day dedicated to celebrating how very, very far we've come. It's a day for recognizing that we still have a ways to go for some too. And it's a day which reminds us to aspire to be a better country for all Americans. It's a good reminder that we should all strive to judge our fellow Americans, both nationally and locally here in our community by the content of their character and do so with open eyes and a merciful heart. Now, today's also the official start of our regular meeting year. Um, this is an election year for my fellow trustees. I hope even with politicking that will certainly go on this year outside of our meeting room, we can have good, productive, civil meetings this year and keep political elements out of them. And I'll invite my fellow trustees to aspire to that as well, and I will aspire to that goal too. Tomorrow is also the inauguration of a new president. Some are happy, some aren't. Nonetheless, the peaceful transfer of power is at the core of our United States government. I may not agree with many of the policies of our new president, but I do wish him well. I hope there is a uh, peaceful inauguration tomorrow and uh, that the country uh, comes together a bit from some of the chaos we've seen recently, at least. So those are my comments here. Um, announcement changes. Uh, we have announcements uh, on the second page of our agenda here. I don't think we have any changes noted. Um, as I mentioned, we do have that uh, public hearing coming up before our next meeting on that consent decree but you can check our township calendar for other meetings which are scheduled too. We also have a uh, citizen finance committee meeting later this week. The board of zoning appeals meeting actually uh, has been canceled. It looks like on the 20th, I think there's nothing on the agenda. So on our agenda now we have two executive sessions. Um, let me uh, ask, uh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, well, you want to close out this this portion of it, and then come back. 
I guess we can do that. We'll still want to post a continuous video later of the active parts of the meeting when we come back. The, yep. um, as long as you can keep the yeah, as long as you can keep the Vimeo stream going while we're away on our separate uh, Zoom meeting, I think that'll work. Is that possible? that breakout room and we can't it's if we can all stand this Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, if I may, the the probably the, uh, the the first option is probably the quickest and safest. Um, it, it's going to take everybody a while to log back in, and um, so if if we can just kick everybody out of Zoom that's that's not in that, that's probably best. The they'll still be able to see it from the live stream if they want. Okay, after the meeting. Okay, then then let's go that route. Um, so first, we need a motion to go to executive session. Motion to go to executive session. Uh, you you want to read what you're going to go to executive session for? I I, I can make the motion. Sure. I move that uh, we adjourn into executive session with Law Director Deepak Desai, as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section one twenty one point twenty two, to discuss ongoing yes. litigation. And that we adjourn into executive session with Law Director Deepak Desai as permitted by Ohio Revised Code 121.22 to discuss compensation of a public employee. Second. Any discussion? Who are we inviting into the executive session? Uh, we are inviting the trustees, the law director, the fiscal officer, Mr. Warwick, and Mr. Kellums, uh, and Mr. Miller, I believe, for litigation as well. That's correct. Do we need anyone else? No. Okay, that would be who. All right. Um, we need a roll call vote then. Mr. Porter, would you call the roll? Barbara? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. We are adjourning into executive session through the method Mr. Ebel gave. Rob, if you'll let us know when we are clear to speak and uh, when you dropped the others off. We're back. All right, we, we are back. Um, <laughs> do we need Ms. Gunderson back online too for minute taking? She is not back in the Zoom call yet. It doesn't, she'll, she'll catch this. Okay. Very good. All right. We are back. Uh, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll quickly? Yes. Uh, Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Here. Uh, Mr. James? Here. Mr. Weedman? You're muted, Tom. You're muted, Tom. Sorry. Present. All right. Um, we have returned from executive session. Do we have any motions? <clears throat> we have yes. a resolution. All right. Would you yes, like me to share that? I think I can get it up on the screen here. And oh, I'm sorry. Can you see mine? It, uh, I didn't. Oh, no. but I just I just put it up here. 
Okay, that's fine. Okay, I have a resolution increasing the rate of pay for a township employee and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. All right. And for the record, this is the pay of John Estel, uh, increasing from $20.55 an hour to $23.55 an hour. Uh, Mr. Kellams, could, could you state on the record uh, just what it is Mr. Estel does for the township so the public has some idea of that? Yes, uh, Mr. Estelle is a retired Cincinnati Bell employee who fell into our lap. We've been, he's been employed here for a couple of years. Uh, he does all of our fiber work, takes care of all of our phone systems, also uh, is going to be the one running our cameras. Uh, he, all, he has also been uh, working in the parks in the summertime, uh, in the evenings and weekends for tournaments. Uh, and we are going to increase his uh, the amount of work that he's going to be doing uh, for the fiber and cameras. Uh, that's going to be his main concern from here on out. A uh, very valuable employee uh, that it would cost us uh, multiple, multiple times what we're paying John to have contractors come in and, and do the job that he does. Very good. Yeah, I'd like to add that John is a, he's a great employee. And uh, once again, as Tracy has suggested, uh, He's a real bargain for us to have on staff. He does he does a great job, and he has a he has a talent that we don't have on staff to match. So agreed from here. Yes. And any other comments, or shall we call for a vote, Mr. Porter? Would you call the vote, please? Mr. LaBarbera, aye. Mr. James, aye. Mr. Weedman, aye. Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All in favor. Aye. aye. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.